Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. I love it. I love it every time because it, it's like we're connected now, you know, yeah, spiritually. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're, on pa- we're on the same path. Exactly. We are straight to hell. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Let's get let's get right into it. Shall we? Hi, mm. hi everybody. Shall. Hello. Welcome hi. to a brand new episode of Hypecast. Oh, fuck. It's a show where we get hyped about stuff and things i'm your host uh david bell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have a guest host let's just let's just let's just promote i'm I'm, I'm promoted i like that yeah fuck it fuck it fuck tom fuck jeff i can do what i want fuck dave (laughs) wait no yeah no No, you're cool no you're cool oh thank you hey i'm adam todd brown thanks for having me welcome adam todd brown how are you Oh, I am fantastic. How are you? Nice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm Tomless. Tom is he's in a he's in a he's in a farm upstate. He's playing with other Toms. He's fine. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm generally good. You know, I've had like kind of a uh, a work week, if that makes sense. Sure. A real work week. I feel like everybody's getting back into it. How was your holiday? It was good. It was pretty uneventful. I didn't Ooh. do much, and I was fine with that. That sounds I mean, awesome. It depends on what holiday you're talking about, because Thanksgiving, me and the wife spent in Las Vegas with Jeff. Which That's awesome. That was a good time. That is absolutely the time to go to Las Vegas. Did you see the ball, the big ball? I mean, I think we drove past it, but it wasn't like – in eye shot from our hotel room, but what hotel did you stay at? Mandalay Bay. Oh, I've never been. Is it good? Yeah, it's fun. I liked it a lot. Nice. It's uh, it's creepy. It's 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 creepy knowing that what happened there happened. Oh, two floors above one. you, but it sure is that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Nice casino though. It was fun. Oh, I'm sure. You gamble? You make money? You make any money? Uh, I don't typically gamble. I did this time just because Jeff gambles. Yeah. But I'm more a uh, drinks and attractions kind of guy. That's fair. 
Yeah. I like it all, baby. I'll gamble. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, well, again, thank you for being on here. Thank you for being my co-host. Do you want to um, tell people about yourself? Like if you have like another podcast network or something that you want to share with people, just information. And if they're like, hey, I like I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what this guy's putting down. What, where do I get more of it? Where, what would you tell them? I would tell you that you can find my podcasts. I have a few. You don't even like this show which is just a general news, pop culture kind of thing. Conspiracy, the show. You don't even like sports. You don't even like this band. All of those, contrary to popular belief, are available everywhere podcasts are available. I got a comment on one of my YouTube videos recently where someone asked me to just put my podcasts somewhere that's fucking accessible. They're... (laughs) everywhere everywhere uh, podcasts are you can get my podcast also adamtoddbrown.substack.com nice yeah i they're probably on um i know ours are on uh spotify and we didn't ask them to be on there they just are like if you have a podcast they just find their way on things yeah they it just happens like yeah where aren't my podcasts yeah exactly you're walking down the street there's gonna be one it's going to be one line there. So everybody pick it up next time. Pick Listen it up. to Adam's podcast. Please do. Yeah. Um, sweet. You, you excited about movies? You want to talk about movies? I am very excited about movies. Cool. I mean, first we have to thank some uh, Patreon producers. Do you want to do that? You want to, you want to join me in thanking some producers? Do I ever. Thank you so much. You're doing a great, you're doing great toming. You're toming it up. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Big old thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you to A Bag Full of Bags. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Andrew McGuire. So, do you like movies? Signed, Andrew Howe. Aw, matchmaking. Thank you to Andrew McGuire. Thinks Andrew Howe is a swell guy. Oh, they're going to get married. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you very much. And now is this where I take over? It is, if you'd like to. I'm I'm getting it. Oh, yeah. Bob Grenville. Thank you. Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you very much. Brockway loves the meat, Millie. Thank you. Burrito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because they loves y'all. Thank you. Pick it up, as we said. Bye, TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia, out now wherever books are sold. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Ooh, that was tasty. That was tasty fun. read. That was fun. Well, now it's time to talk about trailers, and I, I'm just going to say right away, this, I, this isn't a bad week. It's a weird one, because it's a lot of TV stuff. Um, there wasn't any like big, grand movie trailer out this week. Um, there were a lot of trailers where I'm like, oh, I want to see that. Uh, but let's start with probably the biggest trailer, and there had already been a trailer for this, but I thought, what the hey? This is, we got like a teaser before. 
this seems to be the trailer that's like telling you what's going on even though it doesn't really do that this is three body problem uh this is from as they put the creator of game of thrones which is not quite correct um this is from the 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 writers the 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 creator of the game of thrones tv show ah uh you know the ones the ones that didn't finish the show right right yeah if i didn't know this was from the creators of game of thrones i'd be way more excited about it same i still wouldn't be that like because i'm not a big mystery box person this seems to have that yeah um i guess it's based off a book which honestly so is like game of thrones so that doesn't make me feel any better um right it it's sort of like the mystery box vibe is strong in this and that alone makes me go i don't know but then i mean the comparison is like the comparison i made the notes is like if you have a friend who keeps borrowing money and doesn't pay it back eventually you stop letting them borrow money and in this case it's like a friend who borrowed a lot of money once didn't pay it back and it's like ah (laughs) like basically they borrowed my time and they didn't give me it back they did not so like the only way for me to watch this is if it completely plays out ends and then everybody says it was good then i'll watch it but i'm not gonna watch it as it comes out i'm just not yeah that reasoning makes sense i actually dropped off of game of thrones about halfway through season two that was the time that was the time to do it yeah And I don't regret it one bit. It seems like a show that just made people angrier and angrier as it went on. And like, I'm not a hate watch guy. I don't hate watch TV shows. I gave up on The Walking Dead when it needed to be given up on, which was like, I don't know, 22, 23 years ago now. Long time ago. So Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go. But I'll still watch this. Yeah, like I said, I'll watch. I'll, it's just for me. I'm like, no, you 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 lost your privileges with me. That's <laughs> it's as simple as that. I also dropped off a of Game of Thrones around that time, but I picked it back up. Mm. Um, and in its defense, there's some really good episodes, but mostly, and like, it's okay. This is a, this is not like, like this is not lost on viewers. I'm sure everybody knows this. It's a soap opera. It's very much yeah. functioning the same way. Um, you knew, you kind of knew the game that was being played, which was like, Ooh, look at this real bad guy. When is he going to get his, you're going to have to keep watching to find out. But it always sort of, it always delivered enough times that you didn't feel like it was cheap, but it still always had this like overlying mystery box niche to it where the mystery in this case was like, how are these things going to converge? And what we learned in the end is they didn't really, uh, and then it ended badly. And so, and so it was just like, oh, you kind of strung us along promising that this was all going to come to this big, cool conclusion where everything ties together, but because you're telling all these stories and then it just, they clearly didn't know what they were doing. And again, the creators kind of abandoned it to try to do Star Wars. So yeah, I just, I'm, I'm for most things now, I'm like, I'm going to need, I'm just, I'm simply gonna because it wasn't it was good to it was fun to watch but it wasn't that fun you know what i mean the trailer or game of thrones game of thrones yeah like part of the fun was everybody saying what's gonna happen next you know participating in a thing that 
And it, it really speaks to how badly they did it that it fizzled out. Like no one talks about the show anymore. So like, like I don't have any desire to rewatch it for that reason where I'm like it, the, the, the fun was knowing was guessing what's going to happen. Um, yeah, this show looks, I don't quite know what the show's about. Everybody is seeing like a countdown. Yeah. Is that it? It's mysterious. That's for sure. Yeah. Don't like it. I mean, things seem bad. It seems like some yeah. ominous things are happening, but yeah, they don't really explain much, and that's fine. I don't need everything explained in the trailer for sure. But I think when you're like this mysterious, it's sort of like, for example, I'm not a, I, I, Christopher Nolan hasn't made only good things for me, but when like a cryptic, like when the Inception trailer came out. Sure. I didn't know what the fuck it was about, but I was ready to see it because I'm like, yeah, that guy generally is fun, you know, and I don't need to know. Yeah. This is kind of the opposite where I'm like, I need to know how this <laughs> ends before I watch it. I, I don't trust these people to give me that. So like this feels like them being like, don't worry, it'll be good. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe you. Christopher Nolan did a bunch of cool stuff before Inception. Like, right. And so, yeah. When, it's like, not the case that, here. Right, and that doesn't always, like, you know, Tenant. I had the same policy where I was like, Ooh. I'll see it no matter what. I didn't like Tenant. It's not either. always, yeah. yeah, it's not foolproof, but it's like he earned that right, whereas this is, you know. Um, and then it's Netflix, and it's like, who knows if Netflix is even going to keep the show around, you know? It's hard to be excited yeah. for streaming things these days. Yeah, Netflix, I remember when Netflix launched like a new Netflix movie was a big deal because they were always good. Yeah. And just over the years, it's gone from, oh, well, it's a Netflix movie. That's going to be pretty good to, I mean, it's a Netflix movie. It's going to Yeah, like, exactly. Netflix is hovering, I would argue, just above like the Lifetime Network in terms of the movies they're making now. Like, there's too much, yeah. and they're all kind of the same. Hard agree. And they, they used to not into it. They have like a deal with David Fincher, so like they have they have a couple people where it's like or like remember Roma, like they've had a few like yeah, yeah. art house things, but generally speaking, yes, I, I I think they've just completely given up. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to and they're like, ooh, look at this series. It's us, and I'm like, that's not. It's not good anymore. You know, I think the last series that I've genuinely enjoyed that's technically still happening is Stranger Things. But See, I, I didn't the, get into that either. The benefit of Stranger Things is that it's not trying to be any more than it is. It's just sort of yeah. like every season wraps itself up. Except for the last season, but that's because it's the second like they're doing it on purpose. Every season wraps itself up while having like a little cliffhanger that makes you go like, "Oh, okay, I'll keep watching." But it never tries to like do this full on over the top mystery box that it hangs everything on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's pretty chill where it's like it kind of it kind of made itself in a situation where I don't want it to get canceled. But had it gotten canceled a few seasons in, it wouldn't have been like so angering, you know? I mean, it would have been, but I think the last Netflix original series I liked was Squid Game, which oh yeah, 
I liked a lot. And have you seen the Squid Game reality show on Netflix? No. It's also really good and really uh-huh. interesting. That's cool. I like the Squid Game. I, I feel like that wasn't really theirs. You know what? Because like, like, they were tapping yeah. like Korean stuff. But I do like, you're right, Squid Games is probably the last one. I like them British Bake Offs too. You know? Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that doesn't even count. Like those are. Right. That's not like them. If Netflix just did shit like that. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I love nailed it. I love all of the baking shows on Netflix. Right. This is all to say that Netflix does have good things. It's just at this point, it's like I statistically am expecting something that isn't good. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially this combination. Let's talk about another TV show. Uh, this one tickles me because this is the Sexy Beast television show on Paramount Plus. Because I guess all the kids were scrambling uh, for Sexy Beast content um you never saw sexy beast i don't think i saw the sexy beast movie no it's from i think it was made in i'm gonna look it up i think it's made in 2000 um it was the director of under the skin and recently zone of interest um it's a it's a crime film it's it's um yeah jonathan glazer it's his feature uh his his sorry his feature film debut it's very good. You should watch it. Um, ben Kingsley is amazing in it. Oh, um, wait. Yeah. I've seen Sexy Beast. Never all right. Mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's about a retired safecracker who gets one last job. Yeah. Um, and so this is all to say that I feel like they just had a show about a safecracker and was like, can we make it Sexy Beast? Probably. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I it adds a layer where it's like, oh, I know that movie. Yeah, I'll watch this. But like, no one's it's not Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Isn't, am I crazy or is that kind of what happened with 10 Cloverfield Lane where it yes. was a movie and they were just like, all right, now it's a Cloverfield movie. Yeah. And I would argue they ruined it because <laughs> they, they, they added the injected Cloverfield shit in there. But like, yeah, that is what happened. And I wonder if it ha- doesn't happen more often where they like get a script and they're like, you know, if we changed like uh, the names, this could easily just, we could slap this on it. Oh, I'm sure that happens. Right. A lot. And that's all to say that has nothing to do with the quality of this show. Like there's a Fargo TV series. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they do this all the time. This could be its own magical thing. It looks, I think this looks good. This looks great. What are your thoughts on the Fargo TV show? I've enjoyed it so far. I've also had that. That's fairly low stakes for me, but I really like the first season and the other seasons I've watched and enjoyed, but the first season is the only one that I've rewatched or felt compelled to. Fargo is my favorite movie. Like maybe like it's, it's top five, at least maybe top three, maybe my favorite movie, the series. I liked season one and season two, and I just haven't been able to get into it since then. Jeff mm. swears this most recent season is really good. I think I'm too behind because wasn't there a Chris Rock one? I didn't see that one. The Chris Rock one I could not get into. Okay, I I, the last one Chris I saw Rock. was with I saw the one with double with double Ewan McGregor's. See that I never made it through that season. Is that two or three? I think that's three because two is Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, right? Yes. And I made they it were... through season one, season two, and I dropped off during double Ewan McGregor season. 
Right. Season two is a delight, I thought. Season I thought so three too. with double Ewan McGregor seemed good. Um, from what I remember, it was it was definitely weak the weakest of the three I've seen. And then I just yeah, I also dropped off. Like season four I have not gotten to. Season five I have not started. I assume that's out, right? Yeah, there's some of it's out now. Man, I gotta watch a bunch of fucking Fargo. Yeah, I was just thinking that exact same thing. Right, I do. I, I love the movie. And yeah. I, I like the Coen brothers a whole lot. And I like the TV show. Like, there was no point in Fargo watching the show that I went, well, forget this, you know? Yeah. I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it. And now I'm like, fuck, man. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And this this sexy beast, I think, I don't know. This, this feels less like an anthology or like this is going to be just following a safe cracker on his many adventures for as many seasons as they'll allow. Yeah. Um, this is like old school TV. At least that's how it's presenting itself. I'm not saying that's what it is, um, but that could be fun. Like there's, you know, it, it's just funny that they're using sexy beast because that doesn't really inform what this show will be. It is a little late in the game for a sexy beast. Like, I had forgotten I'd seen the movie, but once you said Ben Kingsley, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it's a t- of course. 24-year-old uh, movie that, yeah. again, was a good movie, <laughs> but great. it doesn't have that much notoriety amongst people who aren't, like, nerds, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about this next. We got more fucking TV, and this next one is called In the Know. Is this, this is an NPR movie or show? Is Did I get that correct? I know it's supposed to be a spoof. What's well, on, on Peacock? And yeah, it seems like it's. It seems like it's a spoof on. It's public radio, right? It's the idea of. I. I don't know. Maybe I just got a the the vibe from the logo and stuff that they're definitely spoofing, like public radio. It felt like yeah, podcast type stuff. It felt like yeah. a TV show about a podcast. And here's the thing, this for me is a. I love Mike Judge. With all due respect to Mike Judge, this is an absolutely fucking not for me. Like, just film people. I don't need this California Raisins claymation bullshit (laughs) that they're doing. Just film people. There's nothing anyone's doing in this that people cannot do. This isn't Space Jam. Just film people. I find that extremely funny um, <laughs> because that is such that is a my weird favorite reaction to a joke. Well, that <laughs> no laughs. I find that extremely funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cause it seems genuine. You are genuinely frightened. I am. I am. I don't like it. I understand. This is also, it's not just Mike judge. It's also, um, <clears throat> he played Zach Woods who did, um, he's like, he was in the office. I think he was one of the people he, um, he did something called in the loop, which was, a, um, which I only bring up cause this is called in the know. So like, mm. I guess that's his thing. It's just in the blank. Um, <laughs> so it's not just the my point. It's your only objection that they're terrifying puppets. Cause I get that. I absolutely get that. They're also interviewing live action people. So what they clearly did, they're doing like a Dr. Katz thing, right? They interviewed actual people and now they're like, they do it. They do the show around the interviews or space ghost. Yeah. I was going to say space ghost coast to coast, which yeah, but it, it I seems door. I adore space ghost, but I, 
I actually think that what I love about Space Ghost is, of course, not the interviews. I don't give a fuck about the interviews. The whole point is how weird everything is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care who he's interviewing. It's just right the way those interviews go that I loved. This, I mean, this could be that. It could be, but like I, as a kid, never watched like the Rudolph claymation stuff. Like all of that, <laughs> I'm I'm very anti claymation. I noticed it creeps me out. I don't like it. I will never watch this. If they ask me to be on it, I might say no. Yeah. Okay. So let's pretend that it was animated, not claymation. Anime? No, animated. Oh, okay. Just animated, not claymation. Um, would you watch it then? I'd be more likely to because, again, Space Ghost Coast to Coast might be my favorite animated show of all time. Like, I love it. Yes. I've had like, the most fun getting really high and watching Space Ghost. Yeah, it's like, it's a really big part of my early 20s. My sister was working a hospital job. Me and my sister were roommates. My niece, Haley, uh, was very young at the time, and my sister worked a night job. So I would babysit Haley and just, like, smoke weed the whole time. Yeah. And I would tell her if I fall asleep on the couch wake me up when space ghost comes on. Yep. And she would stay up to wake me up to watch space ghost. And that it was adult like swim. It was yeah. a genuine bonding moment with me and my niece. And God, I love that. Show. I've loved that show. It's so ever good. Since. It's so yeah. good. I remember college dorms just watching, you know, you do the, the adult swim lineup and it usually end with space ghost and the shows, the shows were like, they were designed to fuck with people who are high, I feel like. Yeah. The fucking The Fire Ant Conan episode. My goodness. Um, what a good show. So if this is anything like that, I'm going to watch it. I don't think it is. I think this is a, they're trying to do their own thing. We yeah. just, I just want them to bring back Space Ghost. Yeah, that would be nice. I love yeah. Space Ghost so much. Damn um, it. But yeah, all right. This the, I I just I wanted to be clear. So you're horrified by the terrifying stop motion animation that you might watch this otherwise. But if perhaps, yeah. What if by not watching it, you will anger the dolls that they're using? Uh, I mean, and I'm not saying they'll come get you, but you'll have to know that they're angry at you somewhere. Like they when, would if they could come get you. When I watched the trailer, I said goodbye to them at the end, which oh, okay. is what you do with haunted objects. As long yeah. as you say goodbye when you break contact, they won't follow you. It's ghost law. I learned it at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, uh, all right, good to know. Everybody write that down. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about this next one because my fucking god this is called mother's instinct this is a uh, so i just looked up it's a 90 minute a 90 minute oh thriller. put it in my veins i know it i would is, walk off this podcast right now if i could go watch this movie i'm literally trying to figure out when i'll get to watch this um for people who don't know it is a um it, it's a thriller with uh anne hathaway and jessica chastain where one of them one one of their kids dies on the watch of the other, their neighbors. 
they're very like kind of waspy um, neighbors. It I don't know when this takes place, but it feels like slightly old timey. Yeah. And the kid is putting up a, like a bird feeder and falls and dies while the other mom was supposed to be watching. And so the first mom blames the other mom. I think Jessica Chastain blames Anne Hathaway or vice versa. It might be vice versa. Yeah, doesn't I matter. I think it's the other way around. I couldn't, Anne Hathaway yeah, I couldn't blames, really tell. I No, I think it is Anne Hathaway blaming Jessica Chastain for, for basically neglecting her son and resulting in her death and it seems like it's like real like hand that rocks the cradle shit like it's very much her you're the threat is like oh no now she's gonna kill her son and she's being really like fucked up and intense about it yeah um so it's it's Anne hathaway playing just like a like a slow burn maniac um i'm into and, e- evil Anne hathaway i, I oh god see. me too because she and was again this is What's that? Sort of that in Brokeback Mountain. Like she wasn't evil, but she, she was in that, wasn't she? If you go back and watch the movie, she wasn't really on the right side of history. Interesting. At, I haven't watched that in ages, so the I'll end have of to. things. But yeah, this oh, I'm I'm excited for this. This looks you, real, real good. I like Anne Hathaway a whole lot. Me too. I love both of these. Too. I love Jessica Chastain as well. Yeah. And like, they're both uh, fantastic actresses. And this is essentially, it, it seems like a trashy 80, late 80s, 90s thriller, which used to have good actors. You know what I mean? Like we right. used to make those and stick really good actors in it. And so it's like, yes, fucking thank Christ um, that this is still like alive and well, that we're going to get this. Because this is probably... This is coming out. God damn it. I can't find out where it's coming out. This is my favorite thing on this <laughs> list. I'm pretty sure. Um, it looks like it's going to go down so smooth. Yeah. I I would watch the shit out of this. Did yeah. you see Colossal? Yeah. I, like, I love that movie. That's an Anne Hathaway movie I like a whole lot. She's so good. She is. She's really good. She seems like she's probably pretty nice. Like probably she doesn't I don't even give a shit if she's nice. Yeah. You don't hear asshole stuff about Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She got bilked out of all that money by her fake boyfriend or whatever that whole thing was. Who doesn't know, love Anne about Hathaway? That. Come on. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about this next thing. Um, the woman in the wall. Um, it's about apparently a woman who wakes up to find a corpse in her house. Uh, doesn't know where it is. Uh, who it is and apparently she is also uh, a sleepwalker and has a lot of like bad sleepwalking so uh, clearly the idea is like uh, did she kill this woman what happened it kind of reminds me of um what's that one called is it the girl on the train which is a very similar um oh sure yeah yeah. the girl on the train which is just a similar title and it's also about kind of memory issues in that case it's alcoholism though um I once punched my friend while sleepwalking, so I I just feel very personally connected to this story. That makes sense. I'm not a sleepwalker, but I did know a guy who was a sleepwalker who, very similar to your story, once woke up in the middle of the night and just slapped the shit out of his wife. Wow. While sleepwalking. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah, that... And I get it because 
I mean, she understood and she forgave him, but no, man. it's no fun. He probably had trouble forgiving himself. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I was, was kind of a piece of shit. Probably not, but I stopped sleepwalking when I stopped drinking, so I'm not. I'm uh, less scared, um, and it wasn't always like ha- you know, like there's the drunken sleepwalking that I'm sure a lot of people do. It didn't matter how much I'd been drinking, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I'm less scared. Um, yeah, I but, thankfully have never had sleepwalking issues. It, it seems like. An actual nightmare. It's scary, which is what they're tapping into here, yeah. which I really like, which is this idea that you can like just, yeah, go to sleep and then you become a different person. You know, you do something terrible that you've, and then you have to ask yourself like, what did I, was there a part of me that wanted to do that? And I think that's what this whole thing is exploring. Right. Um, yeah. There's a documentary on Netflix called dead asleep. That is about, this exact thing. It's about a murder trial where the person's defense was, I was sleepwalking. You Damn. And the thing is, they bring up in that documentary that prior to this trial, sleepwalking as a defense had been used two other times before. And both times it was successful. And one of the, wait, no, never mind. Scratch okay. that. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> Court right, reporter. I was mixing up two different documentaries. But Dead Asleep is really good. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Because um, this is... I, it's not like... I wouldn't call it one of my fears, but it's just one of my anxieties. Or it used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. This looks good. This looks good. This looks like a, like a really... Uh, like not simple but it seems like an easy if you like murder thrillers you know this is what it's presenting itself as um this and is if another I can one just defend myself quick sure the documentary i had it mixed up with was one about a person who used like i was possessed by satan oh, as okay. a defense and what i was going to mention is that i was possessed by satan was successfully used in England as a defense for rape. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like how in the Star Trek universe, an alien took over my body is probably a common defense. Um, yeah. Because you're like, what choice do we have but to believe you? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fucked. Fucked um, up. I, I mean, I hope Satan's involved in this one, but it doesn't. It definitely seems this has like a seven quality where it's like it feels like not supernatural but a little on the line does that make sense yeah did you get that vibe yeah a little bit yeah speaking of murder seems like it's lit like seven yeah it's definitely lit like seven yeah on the subject of murder mysteries death and other details this is um a cruise murder mystery i was about to say no one's done a murder mystery on a boat and then i realized someone has famously done that (laughs) um (laughs) But uh, this is, I really like this basic premise, which is a woman who is a, some sort of uh, thief um, broke into the murder victim's room and is on camera doing it to fuck up his watch as revenge for him being an asshole. And then he gets murdered and she realizes, oh, good, I'm on camera being the prime suspect. 
Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it's it's almost like the red herring that you normally see in other murder mysteries, but it's from the like perspective of that person. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it, or yeah. an interesting take on this type of show. This is a movie or a series, also, right? It's a series. series yeah. um, I don't know if it's a mini series or not. And then it features Simpson feature good old Mandy Patinkin as um, hell yeah, as like the 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 detective, right? Yeah, Saul Berenson working in the private sector. Yeah. It's a Homeland reference, everybody. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. This, I have actually, I watch a few different shows on Hulu, and I've seen ads for this, but, like, didn't, I was just like, oh, Saul, and I, like, didn't pay attention. Right. But watching the trailer today before we recorded, I will super-duper watch this. This looks really, really fun. Yeah, this, is a, this looks like a lot of fun. The only thing... I, I want to note is that I don't think Mandy Patinkin is a main character in it. They're making it out to be. Oh, interesting. But looking at how many episodes he's in, I don't think so. So that's they're they're trying to trick us a little bit, but I don't care because I'm like this still looks good. You know, yeah. like he's not the deal breaker for me. You know. Yeah, I imagine he maybe shows up a few episodes in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's from the writer and I think producer or creator of the 100, which I never saw, but people seem to. I started watching it and it didn't, it didn't hook me. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at these people's credits and I'm like, they haven't done anything like egregious or anything I've really seen. Um, and uh, that, that this still looks, this still looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a little cartoony. Like it looks like it's leaning more into knives out. Yeah. Um, but that is a very successful thing to do. So, like, you know, of course they would. Um, and as me and Tom always talk about, nothing, I, I want so I want every whodunit. Whodunits are, they're making a comeback right now. We're flooding the market with them. And for now, I am, I am, I'm loving it, you know? Like, keep it coming. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Shove I'm it not down our mad- throats. At a whodunit, I wouldn't mind if Chick Flicks had like another moment. I feel like they're they're kind of doing that, but we just don't call them that anymore. But there was definitely a golden age of Chick Flicks, and it was like the early to mid 2000s. Is that like the Lake House era? I feel like Lake House was when we were like, Oh, we can't do any wrong here. Let's have a fucking time traveling romantic comedy. And See, that's where I feel like they started to lose me. I'm talking more like 27 dresses, right? Confessions of a shopaholic. Those are at, those are two of my favorites, but there was an there was a point in my life early to mid 2000s where man, chick flicks just they got me. Like yeah. we we connected. Oh yeah, they, uh, that was probably your. That was an era that was bad for most other movies. But you're right, chick flicks. That was yeah. when they roamed the earth and ruled. It was a good time. It was a good All time. Right. Well, a whodunit chick flick. I take that. Oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this next one, this is this is weird. This one's called Robot Dreams. I think it's a film. 
is it a film? Um, it's animated. It kind of reminds me the style. Uh, it's always hard to describe animation, but imagine like kind of the Bob's Burgers style a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's right. Kind of the Bob's Burgers movie, like more very detailed, which of course is, I guess also the Archer style. Cause it's all, um, uh, or no, sorry. That's doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> more, more like Bob's Burgers. Um, and, but again, yeah, a little more detailed. It's about a, a, it's based off a graphic novel. It's about uh, some sort of dog who orders a robot, and that's that's it. That's all it tells us. That's all we really know. It looks like the Iron Giant, but with a dog. Yeah, it's got that animation where it, like it takes place in the city, and it's a very romantic view of how a city looks. If that makes sense, where yeah. it really ro- and I like that look personally, like where it's like everything is everything is fun and lively and like it's one of those ones where you're like yeah that's what it that's what's the joy of living in a city looks like um and i don't know it it it, uh i know nothing else about it except that it, it looks pretty uh looks pretty cute i don't think i can't tell if it's for kids i mean it it seems like it probably is you know but it's got all these like indie awards so i think it's probably you know yeah this this will have to be a puss in boots situation for me where like with a lot of animated films it's gonna take 65 to 70 different people all telling me i need to watch it before (laughs) i watch it that's fair because i'm not i'm I'm generally not an animated movies guy, but like I can be convinced to try them out. And sometimes they're good. I'm sure this right. like this has potential. Yeah, I, I I very much I it's there's a difference between animated and kids' movies, right? And like yeah. I I like a good animated world because it's just usually generally uplifting. Even when it's a drab world, it's more uplifting to me than not to watch, you know, art, uh, to watch a fully realized environment. For me, the attraction of animation is that you can just do stuff that you can't really do with live action people, which is why stuff like that, California Raisins NPR show we talked about frustrates me so much. Like, why are you animating a guy sitting in a room talking if he's not dressed like a superhero? Like, this is just a guy in a sweater. Like, you can just film that and, like, it feels it's, gimmicky. In Right. It's, it's funny because... Like, uh, the obvious comparison is, like, Dr. Katz, right? And the reason I think they did Dr. Katz the way they did is because it saved budget. Yeah. But the stop motion, I'm like, does that save budget? Probably not. That seems like it costs money. Yeah, like, it kind of reminds me of a a Scanner Darkly, where... Oh, yeah. Like, that movie seems like a movie I would watch, but I won't watch it. Because they did that. That's like, interesting. Why? Because oh, I can tell you why. So that so he also did Waking Life, which I would say Waking Life is the bigger case for you going why. Scanner Darkly, if you haven't seen it, 
he uses the animation specifically to make the world seem because it's a lot of people on drugs oh, and it's sure. to mix the reality so okay. like there's a very specific so it's exactly why you're saying they should use the animation which is to do things that you wouldn't normally do um, all right well i will watch a scanner darkly then i guess. get way too high and watch a scanner darkly <laughs> i'm always way too high okay good um speaking of way too high let's talk about this last one she is conan with two n's um mm. this aesthetic there's a lot of this aesthetic going around and for people who don't realize uh know what i'm talking about it's it's kind of hard to describe um i don't want to say it's um um fucking kung fury like uh, it's got a hint of that but it's not it's not really that ironic it's more like guy madden who did um the forbidden room if people have seen that or my winnipeg it's almost like kind of like old timey but kind it of reminds a mixed me medium. of sin city a little bit. yeah sin city where it's um man i but like i think sin, some people are sin city was good oh yeah and this movie could be good too um but it's like kind of or mandy I want to I want to throw out Mandy I guess. Yeah. Um, a little bit. It's sort of doing the more throwback where it's like the title is it's more it's it's almost more like 60s horror. Um it's all to say it's it's about six different versions of Conan the Barbarian. I think played by a lady, um the same the same woman every time. I'm not certain it's got like campy, like there's some like Nazi-ish look stuff. Like you said, Sin City. Yeah. Um, that's all to say that there's this could be good. It's just now we're starting to get that aesthetic kind of flooding uh, into indie films. Um, and sometimes I really like it. Sometimes I don't. What do you think about this? I, in my defense, I wouldn't watch any Conan, Conan movie. Right. Right. Like I'm almost 50, man. Like right. I got to start picking my battles when it comes to entertainment. And yeah, I just, I don't, I don't care about this at all. And it has nothing to do. I'm, I'm not one of those Conan the Barbarian's a man. Like I don't give a shit about Conan the Barbarian. I did when I was a kid, I cared a whole lot, but right now I, nah, this isn't, this is my really bag. funny. Yeah, I have a, a similar objection, but for a different reason, which is I also feel too old for this, but mostly because it just looks like a lot where yeah. I'm like, oh, God, this is the kind of thing that when I was 20, I'd get really high and put on for better or for worse, even if it was like weird and upsetting, you know, like, yeah. um, and I, I just these days I'm like, unless it's like a huge artistic accomplishment. I, I tend to skip the weirder things, which makes me feel like a square. But a lot of the time I just don't, I just can't find the time or I just don't have, you know, like it's the end of the day and I'm tired and I'm like, I just want to watch something fucking easy, you know? Yeah, um, I agree. This still looks good to me. I'm just not sure when the hell I'll ever see it. It really comes down to that. Yeah. Um, but it looks good. People should check out the trailer. If you're young and, and you know, full of spunk and you like weird <laughs> shit, this is probably for you. Um, let's talk about news stories. slang for jizz. Jizz, yeah. If you're young and full of jizz. Speaking of jizz, let's thank some more producers. Oh, let's. 
All right. Big old thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank you to Dracula, the bus-driving vampire. Thank you to Driftless and his elephant army. Demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly, mostly comes out at night, mostly. Uh, and thank you to Happy Holidays from the ghost of Dave Andrew Thomas. Thank you. Oh, hey, let me take it from here, Dave. Thank you to Heathcliff's helping Hamfuls. Thank you. Impossibleworlds.net issue three is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge. Thank you. That felt like a plug. Jay the Crow Baron says, build a guillotine in rich people's yard. 2024. Thank you. Krishananovich. Nope. I put an extra nah. Krishanovich. Thank you. Look, mom on a podcast, Novich. Thank you. No, you don't have to sing this next one. Only Tom has to sing. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> to the tune of Take On Me, Mabel, step on me. Mabel, step on step me. On me. Step, step on, on me. me. Step you didn't have to, but you did it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Mackenzie, fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. You don't want to see Willem Dafoe's huge dick? No, we all do. I would he check didn't say it out. he didn't want to. Yeah. Like if it was like in a museum or something. Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Mike, the lurker. Thank you. Ooh, I love a Mongolian throat skanking. Thank you. Yeah, there's an arms race, it seems, to s- who can make Tom sing shit. Um, oh, well. No, basically, he loses. Tom loses. That's the only loser. I felt um, like a winner singing that. that you did. That was very you fun. You won. Um, but speaking of losers, Warner Brothers is pulling Bong Joon-ho's next film from their schedule. For the record, they're, I think they're moving it. Um, it's Mickey 17. But like people have already been like, God, are we not going to see this fucking movie? Because they seem to love doing the worst things possible. Uh, that said, there's not much more to say about this. It would be crazy to like pull any of this guy's movies off the schedule entirely, I would think. Like they have I to would just think, be right? He won an Oscar. Delaying it. But and this, yeah. you're right, it is Warner Brothers. They, Scott Ro- they they delayed the house party remake. So exactly. anything is possible. They don't make good decisions. This is Robert Pattinson, uh Mickey seventeen. I I can't wait to see this. But if it is in fact for the reason they're saying, which is like, well, we need more time for it to finish, then much like a video game, it's like, yeah, take all the time you need. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you want it um, to be good if it's going to come out. Exactly. It's just now people, it, it just, it struck me because people are so fucking like sick of Warner Brothers bullshit that they're like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Yeah. That's fair too. Yeah. There's um, been a lot of bullshit. There is. Speaking of bullshit, uh, they finally apparently have decided on the next Star Wars film. They 
keep saying what it's going to be. And for the past few years, there's clearly they just lost their ability to make Star Wars. They they have the yips like they they made sh- three <laughs> shitty films. Everybody was like those were shitty. And now they can't figure it out. And of course, I think the secret is it's because you're not supposed to make one every year. Like it's not that's not what it is. But they are now officially announcing The Mandalorian and Groku directed by Jon Favreau. So Be- is this going to be a Star Wars movie like Star Wars colon The Mandalorian and Grogu or is it going to be like Rogue One and Solo and like one of the side I assume it's going to be that. Movies? Okay. Yeah. It's just very funny for a few reasons. One, The Mandalorian, you can already get hours and hours and hours of it. It's a TV yeah. show. So it's like, why, how is this different? You know, like, ooh, it's going to have special effects and it's going to be bigger. And it's like, you've already made, that's one of the problems, right? Is that everything's as big as it always is ever going to be. They, everything's huge um, in these universes. So it's like, how do you escalate it? How do you make it feel like a movie? I guess it'll go in theaters, right? Yeah. You would it think. also feels like it's they're basically admitting like look this is the only idea that we have anymore that worked cuz nothing else they did worked, right? The Mandalorian is their most Did you watch The Mandalorian? No, I've seen every Star Wars movie. Okay. And none of the series. I just Watch have, Andor. Andor is the one you'll want to watch. It's only okay, one season. That's fair. Like, I feel like I have about as much time for Star Wars as I do the Olympics. Yeah. Like, I need, like, a. it needs to be an event. Like, I can't have a new Star Wars series every week. I'm not. That, that makes sense. That's too much. That's what I'm saying. I think that's the same for most people. But it's just, it's, at this point, it feels... It feels kind of pathetic because like they couldn't <laughs> figure out how to make new Star Wars and then they made the Mandalorian and that blew up. And now they're just like, all right, we're the Mandalorian now. Everything's the Mandalorian. That's the only thing like it. Rem- it's a one hit wonder, right? Where it's like they made this one thing and then they're and then they tried to make other things. Nobody liked it. So now they're like, well, it's, it's here's a, it's a remix. Like it's the sequel of that thing. Um they're just so creatively bankrupt that they accidentally made this show and they don't know why it was good. So they're, I don't know. You know what I wish Disney plus did instead of all of these star Wars series, I wish they did what Hulu did with Blumhouse where for a couple years there, there was a new Blumhouse movie every month. Right. And it was tied to, whatever like in this case it was tied to whatever holiday was happening that month and they were hit or miss there's some that are really good there's some that aren't that great but I would have been way more invested in like a kind of rushed Star Wars movie a month as opposed to a series every couple months I think you're right. Ultimately their, their issue is like they can't decide if star Wars is precious or not. So like they have the movies and they treat those like events and then they, which is funny because they didn't seem to spend any time writing them uh, or a consideration. They just sort of fucked those up. Um, 
And then they have these TV shows, which sort of cheapens the world in the sense where it's like, well, you can now get tons of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but then they do this. The, the, they want to be like Marvel. So everything is also tied together. So it's like what you're proposing is a great idea, except what they would think to do is tie them all together. So you can't just watch one without watching the ones before it. Cause they seem again, they're like obsessed with this where it's like, is it a cinematic universe? Is it one shots? They, they like, so the Mandalorian is actually a great example. I watched the first two seasons of the Mandalorian and it was, um, uh, wait, how many seasons of the Mandalorian is there? There's, th- we're on three. Yes. Three, I think. So I watched the first two seasons and it was a delight. It's a fun show. Not huge, you know, no, no, nothing like, nothing amazing, but it was, you know, it's their most successful thing recently because for a reason, it's fun. I popped on season three and I had no idea what was happening. And I was like, wait, did I miss a season? What's going on? Why is everything different? They, it, the season two kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Um, and so I looked into it and it turns out that between season two and three, they put out another show called The Book of Boba Fett, yes. which I had no interest in, that continued the Mandalorian plot. So in order to have to catch up, I would have to go and watch a completely different series with a different title. And that seems like it's designed to fail. Like, it seems like they did that on purpose to make nobody want to watch The Mandalorian anymore. Because that's what happened. I didn't watch season three. I just said, oh, okay, never mind, I guess. They don't... (laughs) Fuck me, I guess. I can't watch season three after watching season two. I'm all set. And I didn't watch it. That feels desperate. Yes. Like, they wanted... Like, they're blackmailing you into watching their other show. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're like, well, everybody loves The Mandalorian, so let's tie our other shows into it. So, because, again, d- basically Disney and Lucasfilm's entire method with Star Wars is we'll take the one successful thing and we will milk it until everybody hates it. And that seems to be what they're doing with Mandalorian. They're tying everything to it. They're making a movie now of it. And soon we're going to be sick of it because it's, you know. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Um, so I don't know, man. Maybe it's good. Yeah, John Favreau. I like them John Favreaus. I do like John Favreau a lot. Yeah. So. He made Z- Zathura. I mean, if it's a... He made Elf. If it's a Star Wars movie in theaters, I'll go see it. Yes. I just, I probably won't, having not seen any of The Mandalorian, I probably won't get a lot of it. I was about to say, same here. That's the other thing. It's like, not only do I now have to watch season three, but I have to watch Book of Boba Fett Mm. to know what's happening. And again, they've completely fucked themselves. Marvel's the same way, right? Where I'm like, I I was excited for the new Daredevil show. And then I realized that Echo is tied into it and all these other things are tied into it. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to watch any of that because you've you've created so much homework that I can't just watch the one thing. Like, I like Daredevil, but I don't want to watch this other shit, so never mind. I guess I won't watch anything. That's what <laughs> that's what ultimately is happening. Yeah. It pisses me off. I agree. Gets my goat. Speaking of go- goats, Golden yeah. Globes, do you care? Do we care? I I was trying to think of one, and I honestly don't know if I've watched any award show in maybe 10 years. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. Since I moved to LA, I don't think I've watched an awards show. I, I mean, just, they're I useless. Yeah. They're pointless. I, so I like the Oscars, um, as like a kind of a lubricant for talking about movies. Does that make yeah. sense? Sure. Where it's like, I, I, I look at the nominations. I go like, Ooh, maybe I'll watch those. And it's fun to like root for them, but the, it, they don't matter at all. No. And no. I really don't watch the golden globes. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot like the NFL draft in that. Why watch it when you can just look up the list the next morning? Right. Like there's nothing that entertaining happen. Like what you're watching the golden globes for what the performances, the speeches, like you can just check out the list of winners when you wake up and right. watch something so much more fun in the meantime. Or just get on social media and have it spoiled for you. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. I, I just scrolled through the winners. Real basic. They're being real basic this year. Um, with one exception. What I mean by that is like best drama, Oppenheimer. Like Oppenheimer got a lot of stuff. Mm. And it's like, all right, if you want to be real basic. Like nothing wrong with Oppenheimer. Don't get me wrong. They did surprise me by not giving Barbie best motion picture, musical, or comedy. They gave it to Poor Things. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lily Jethro Tull winning best metal album, right? Over Metallica, that's what yeah. that is. I don't know why they did that. Again, they're being real basic. Otherwise, and I'm like, why would you fucking not give it to Barbie? That was yeah, that banish was the Golden Globes in general for the year. Like yeah, like Barbie should have won best picture over Oppenheimer. Yeah, I mean, they separate drama and comedy, so it can't. Oh, that's dumb. Um, yeah, Golden Gloves are dumb. Their awards look like penises. They sure do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep going. Dicks are funny. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the Golden Gloves. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Gervais won for a stand-up, his stand-up special. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is the funniest stand-up thing that has ever happened in Ricky yeah, Gervais' career. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um all right, all right. Uh, what are we doing? Oh, we're thinking. Uh, we're thinking some more producers. Actually, that's what we're I think, doing. I think we should. All right. Uh, big old thank you to tell your wife how many Patreon subscribers you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest, the Ludacris Children's Choir. Thank you. Thank you thank to you. no one can hear you scream in space, McNulty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Hey, thanks. They get a Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishment Terrianism Jones. You're Thank welcome. You. Yeah. Yeah. They get Ed Nug. Thanks. Thank you. They get a Rev MD. Thank you so much. They get a Ricky Cilantro. Thanks, Ricky. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. That's not your real name, but thank you. Mm. They get a Screaming Horse Pyramid. That's a cool real name. Thanks. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. There's nothing funny about that. Thanks. Mm. Steven. Thank you. The conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. It's there. Thank you. That's grim. The Midnight yeah. Patron What Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. The Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. 
The Tubi Terror Bunny says the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. Thank you. These seven bees. Thank you. Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson sings, Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Tip Drizzle. Tip. Tux. Tux. Vincent. Vincent. Why don't you take a flying fuck at the moon? Thank you. Your mom. Thank you. <laughs> I said your mom. He said your mom. Oh, that was cool. We did it, Adam. We did it. Except. We did it. What? Don't we have a movie that deserves more hype, Dave? Oh, that's true. You did it. You set me up for it. I did. You didn't tell me to cut the shit, but that's okay. I, I don't need to cut the shit. Cut I need to shit. tell you about this movie that deserves more hype, which this is a weird case because this this is... I'm loving the the hype they're already putting on this. This movie is probably called Long Legs. And I say probably <laughs> because the trailer has no goddamn title. The Love title it. is a cryptic. Um it it the the it's from Neon's YouTube page and it just says every year there is another period. And the the trailer is 40 40 seconds long and has two shots like still shots in it a girl in her family and then what appears to be a corpse on the ground but there's like an extra arm in that picture yes and she's wearing like loafer it looks very weird um people have speculated and i'm sure they've actually just let it leak that this is linked to the movie long legs long legs is a upcoming film from um fucking oz perkins the director Oz Perkins, who is known for the black coat's daughter. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house and Gretel and Hansel basically really unnerving dark movies. This is about a serial killer. Uh, Micah Monroe from, from it follows the main character in that plays an FBI agent trying to find the serial killer who is played by Nicholas Cage. So everybody just process everything I just said. Um, it's a lot it of is information. A, yeah, sure. it's like a Silence of the Lambs serial killer but done by this very fucking good director with Nicolas Cage from all accounts just chewing the fucking scenery as a serial killer. Adam, what do you think? You had me at The Black Coat's Daughter. I love oh, yeah. that movie so much. Me like, too. That's a great movie. That's one of my favorite horror movies of the last 10 years. Yeah. So I'll watch this like there's nothing nothing you said makes me not want to see this and the trailer looks crazy as shit yeah yeah i agree that if it was just that director alone makes me go i'm in and yeah, then they're like yeah. and here's nicholas cage there's like the so a blog called the world of real has like apparently someone who went to a test screening i don't i don't quite trust world of everything i read about them it didn't that no one said they were outright like liars, but they don't seem like, you know, they're not variety. It um, does, so take this with a grain of salt, but it seems like this article seems to have gone up a long time ago for there right. to be no other quotes to have come out since then. Yes. And this, this person, and again, I don't even know who this person's in who went to the test screening. So it's like the opinion of someone who might have gone to a test, test screening basically says this is like Silence of the Lambs or Zodiac or Seven. Um, and Cage is 
looks like a real fucking creep in it and he you know he does a really intense memorable performance which is what i would expect from this director in this cast so fucking long legs um i have no idea when it's going to come out i assume this is one of those where it deserves more hype right now i'm guessing once we get closer to it it will get all the hype in the world we're just getting in on that hype train early yeah i mean i'm in though like if it if that is what this is i i will absolutely watch this yes Uh, and if this trailer isn't for that i still want to know what the fuck this trailer is for because it's a very good trailer um and there's a scene in the trailer that like i would be shocked if this is not a trailer for long legs because i don't want to spoil this spoil this 40 second trailer for people but at one point there's a child with very long legs that's true oh god does he do something to their legs is that the idea yeah i don't know he stretches i was hoping he had long legs like he was just very lanky but it might be like he's he fucking stretches them and gives them real long legs uh we can only speculate maybe he's a daddy long legs maybe he's like a spider-man yeah it looks good it looks good it's interesting everybody check it out and we did it we did a hype cast um and i am hype yeah you are hell yeah you are Thank you so much for being here. Hey, I, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, at, at the end of all things, do you want to plug your stuff again? You want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, I mean, I did up top, but uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. All right. And uh, you don't pod.supercast.com. You can subscribe to bonus episodes. Oh, shit. Of all of those podcasts I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. I also, uh, we have lifetime subscriptions. If you have that much faith in humanity that it's going to carry on for more than a few years or your own health. Yeah. All all those things, my own health, your own health, like everything, the health of the podcasting industry, right? Take a gamble on me. And sign up for a lifetime subscription. Damn. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Do it. Do That's it. cool. That's real cool. Um, I guess I'll mention our Patreon real quick. Don't. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y. Unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there. You can also watch movies with us every Friday night. We also have a store. If you go to GamefullyUnemployed.com, you get access to our t-shirt store. Uh, all that stuff. So that's that's it. Um, podcast over. Say goodbye, Adam. Goodbye, Adam. Goodbye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. 
Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at Instagram.com slash MVBramleyArt. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at ArtnessByJustinBrown.com and JustinBrown.info.